welcome to episode two of our summer special series of As You Go, a podcast meant to encourage and disciple women who are daily trying to follow Jesus while balancing all of the things in their lives, like work, family, friendships, mental and physical health, and so much more. I'm Miranda, hosting alongside our guest co-host, Jennifer Milligan. (laughs) Kathy couldn't be here today, so Jennifer, you are expected to fill her shoes by saying lots of profoundly wise things. Yes. Will that work? That will work. Okay. Okay. (laughs) And today we also have Monica Gibbs. She's one of our worship arts associates, and she's here with us today to talk about Romans 4 and 5. Of course. Um, Before we jump into our conversation with Monica, Jennifer, as a guest co-host, can you just tell us a little bit about yourself and your role on staff here at Rolling Hills? Well, thanks for having me, Miranda. As you know, I wear a lot of hats at Rolling Hills, but my primary role on staff is I am the executive assistant to the senior pastor. That's a very fancy title. Uh, That is a mouthful. Yes. Bottom line, I am Jeff Simmons' assistant. I'm a part of our social media team. Team. I'm on the worship team, and from time to time, I get to do some really fun, creative design things around church. So lots of hats, but my main role is to assist Jeff Simmons. Right, and um, everyone on staff knows if you have a problem or you need something done and you're not sure how to make it happen, you go to Jennifer. She yes. will yes. figure yes, it will. out and it will be above and beyond anything you could have ever imagined. Yes. So, well, thank you. We thank are you. so I grateful. <laughs> so grateful to have you. Okay, well, let's go ahead and get started on our topic today. In case you are just tuning in, our church is doing a summer series on the book of Romans called Masterclass. We are going through Romans verse by verse. We have a masterclass journal available for purchase that goes along with this whole series where you can write down thoughts, things you have learned about God, as well as devotionals. And we also have a weekly scripture memorization challenge that has been so fun. So um, we're just looking forward to it. It's been great. In this summer series of As You Go, we're talking with members of our Rolling Hills staff and getting their insights. In our first episode, we talked to Kimber Cummings, our Leadership Institute Director, which was an amazing episode. Um, I hope you had the time to listen because you can go back. It was so helpful to hear how she unpacked Romans 1, 2, and 3 for us. But today, we are going to talk with Monica Gibbs, my dear, talented friend, about Romans 4 and 5. So, Monica, would you start us off by sharing a little bit about who you are and where you are currently serving at Rolling Hills? Sure. Um, Well, I'm Monica Gibbs. That's my name. Um, And I've had a lot of roles at Rolling Hills so far. I've had multiple titles, but the two I currently hold is worship leader at the Nashville campus. And I get to serve alongside Joel leading um, worship every Sunday, which I really love and enjoy. Um, I've gotten to help out at Haywood and other campuses as well, which is really special. And then my other newer role is the Worship Art Institute Associate. (laughs) Sorry, it's a new word. And um, with that, I'm helping out with our Worship Institute um, on the administrative side, but then also teaching um, some of their vocal classes. And so it's a whole lot of fun. Um, And so that's kind of where I am with Rolling Hills at the moment. That's great. And I have a quick question. Monica, how long have you been at Rolling Hills? 
Um, if you count, probably a little over five years. Um, I actually came along with the Belmont Heights campus that merged with um, the Nashville campus with Rolling Hills a long time ago. And so I actually came along with that staff. And so my official start date just passed five years, but we all kind of started working together a little before that. Well, congratulations. That's awesome. I love that. So Monica, tell us a little bit about your faith journey maybe some significant events or seasons that God has used in your life to grow you to be more like Jesus? Well, I hope he keeps using all of them. Um, I think I, I grew up like a lot. Um, I grew up in a Christian home um, with parents who took me to church every Sunday and every Wednesday. Um, and so I asked Jesus into my heart when I was pretty young and I had a a slight grasp of what it meant. Um, but it wasn't until high school that I really felt kind of a crisis of identity and just the need to figure out where I fit in the world. And, um, so that was the time that I was like, okay, I'll give this Jesus thing a a more of a closer look and maybe it'll make a difference. And it did. Um, so that was a big time for me. Um, I think I started with My Utmost First Highest by Oswald Chambers, and Mm. that book will forever be one of my just favorites and one of the devotionals that really took my faith to a whole nother level. Um, And then... um, and then now I'm, I got married when I was in my late 20s and have my daughter in my 30s. And, and during that whole season of life, I actually um, just had a, an admin job that I was doing. And um, it took about 11 years. I w- was wanting to do music and do singing. And so that was a real long period of waiting. I think for a lot of people, they'll tell you that uh, the waiting is where you grow, whether you want to or not. Um, and so knowing that I wanted to sing and that that's what God had gifted me with, but not being able to use it, um, as a part of what I do for a living, um, was challenging. Um, but God put me in a position to be at Belmont Heights during that time. He put together so many, so many little tiny pieces, um, that the season after I, finally left um, that job and started just working full-time and then working. I also teach voice lessons for myself, um, was really amazing. I happened to do, um, Kelly Minter's study on Joseph at the time. Mm -hmm. And it really forced me to look back and go, Oh my gosh, Oh my gosh, look at what he was doing in that waiting period and all of the places he was moving and active that I really, I felt like he had left. He wasn't speaking to me that we were just in kind of a desert place, but he was still moving and active. And sometimes of course, um, hindsight is one of the best teachers. And looking back at that time, I see all the things he put together to make it possible for me to even do the things I'm doing now. And that's pretty amazing to see. Right. That, that is so great. And it's interesting that you bring up uh, Kelly Minter's, I think it's Finding God Faithful <laughs> it is. study. And yes. <laughs> that is a great one um, for anyone that is just in a season of not sure what God is doing mm-hmm. or a season of waiting. Um, oh, it the, is a powerful it study. Really is so. a, it really is a powerful study. I highly recommend it. Um, yes. So that one was a real good one to to take a look back at what he had done and And of course, I think as you get a little older, one of the perks is you can look back over your life and go, oh, right. Mm -hmm. Okay. I get it. Um, When you're just getting started, you don't have that luxury. So, right. 
Right. Um, and, you know, Monica, as someone who has been following Jesus for, for quite some time, I'm really interested to get your thoughts on this. Um, in women's ministry, we hear all the time that one of the most challenging things for women when it when it comes to following him is developing that daily discipline of being in God's word. And I, I don't know why it is just, it's just challenging because of our schedules and there's a variety of reasons, but can you share um, why that is important to be in God's word every day um, and maybe how, how it might be challenging for you and what are some things that you have implemented in your life that make it easier? Sure. I think, um, having time with Jesus every day is important. I think when you are juggling and, you know, there's a lot of women out there that they aren't just moms, they're moms or they work full time or they just work full time. Um, our society runs at a pace, just our culture runs at a pace that's really hard to keep up with. And when you're a woman, you're required, you know, they just, there's, I always feel like there's this extra burden of, well, you don't just have to do a good job. You need to go do a good job, but you also have to keep everybody's schedules. And you know, and you're your family's like CEO, so you yeah. have to like keep the schedules and keep the people and run the places. And you know, as a mom, that's where I'm coming from. Um, that weight is sometimes really heavy, and um, I don't think I have any days that are alike. <laughs> and that makes it really mm-hmm. challenging. Routine is a beautiful thing if you can build it in. Awesome. If you can't then you really have to work a little bit harder to make it an intentional thing. And yep. it can make a huge difference. Um, it's a good thing to listen to worship music. I love worship music. Um, I highly recommend it as a singer and a musician, but we need a little bit more. Our music sometimes is just really encouraging and it's not theologically based. We need to understand who we believe in. We need to understand what we believe so that when, when the Lord speaks, we have the context to understand what he says to us. And then I think outside of spending five or 10 minutes doing devotional or reading or working on a Bible study, I really think that there, it can't be something you just do in the morning to check off a box. Mm -hmm. Um, I've had seasons of my life where I've been reading through the whole Bible in a year and man, I listened to Leviticus really quickly. I'm not going to (laughs) lie. Um, and (laughs) because man, they're so fast. Oh Lord, Jeremiah, (laughs) when you're going the whole way through, it's so long. Um, the destruction lasts forever and ever and that book. It really does. Uh, so the last thing you want your daily time with God to be is, is, is something that a box that you're just checking off. Okay. I did it. It was on the list. It's done. And now I can move on with the whole rest of my day. Um, we really have to make sure that like, we also maintain that constant conversation inside of our minds with Jesus mm-hmm. because pray, praying without ceasing. Isn't just, I'm going to pray for so-and-so who has this problem and I'm going to pray for, and I'm going to do it a lot. That's not what it's talking about. It's talking about on the inside of your mind, your internal monologue. Don't make it a monologue, make it a conversation with Jesus. Mm -hmm. Um, this year that's been something that I've done a whole lot more of just, we've gone through kind of a grief season in our family with a loss and, oh, that's just been so good to my heart to just remember and then have that internal conversation with Jesus, just kind of, kind of running all the Mm -hmm. time of just, Hey, what do you think about this? And Hey, I kind of think about this. And even as I'm trying to think through a problem in my mind, I'm doing it as not just an individual in my own world. I'm like, okay, come help me, please. I I need you in this moment. 
That's been a really, that's been a second habit that I think is good. But I think we need to understand the Bible and have that daily time. We also need time with others who are wiser than we are, who are further along the journey than we are, and whose understanding of theology is better than ours, because we always need to be pushed. Um, So I really think those three pieces are kind of the cores at continuing your faith and keeping it moving. We can really, if we're only doing a quiet time on our own and only thinking about it in our perspectives, then there's a lot of times where we can make the Bible say whatever the heck we want Mm -hmm. it to say. And that's a super dangerous place to be. So that context of the whole meaning of the Bible and theology, and then having other women come alongside and say, hey, I've been there. That's not what he's saying. What he's really saying is in this particular verse, that's what he means. So I think having those pieces together, that community of faith that's going to uphold you, the individual time, but then also your just your constant conversation yeah. with Jesus. So I I love that, um, and I've heard it referred to as kind of practicing His presence, right? Um, and so I love that thought of not just it's not just checking a box; it is throughout your whole day um, being mindful of His presence and going to Him with whether it's a celebration, or a praise, a problem a, a terrible a, joke a, that i think know. of right um, right <laughs> i never um, know sometimes i think he laughs at those um i, I make I me think giggle when i'm driving in a car by myself but. i am convinced that that he does and one of the um one of the things that we always talk about in women's ministry is that we want our women to grow to be more like jesus every day and one of the best ways to do that is to know who he is to be in his Amen. word and to practice being mm-hmm. with him. Yeah. Um, and so I, I just, I love that. Thank you for those, those, um, helpful thoughts and tips. Cause I think that seems to be something that women we're all just struggling with. Like, how do we, how do we walk this out? How do we do this? So, um, I, I love that. Um, well, Monica, let's talk specifically about the book of Romans. Um, as we have mentioned in in our previous episode, Romans is such a rich, powerful text. It's such a oh, it's a powerful book of the Bible. Um, what have you seen people get most excited about as we are going through Romans as a church? Well, I can speak. I know in our community group, I think we've really enjoyed the deep theological discussions that we've had post sermon. Mm -hmm. Um, We meet on Mondays and kind of talk through what do we talk about and, and how can we take it deeper? And I I think people have really loved, you know, there's a lot of times we'll do topical series and I love that we balance those. We'll do a topical series for a bit, but then we'll dive deep. And I feel like Romans is, is the deep dive. Um, But it has such essential elements of our faith that if you don't know, Oh my, um, <laughs> you might really miss out on some really beautiful things. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we've kind of did the same thing, which I absolutely love. Um, our community group does the kind of reflection on the sermon and it's just so tender. It's so beautiful. And it's the way that we just came. We meet on Monday nights as well. Yeah. And so to come from Sunday and just have all those nuggets and those things, you just can't wait to share with the people that you're doing life with. I just think it's so special. So in the last couple of weeks, we've talked about Romans four and five. So if you had to summarize these chapters for someone, new believer, not a believer, just picked up the Bible for the first time, what would you say? We are saved by grace. That's amazing. 
um, it's a pinnacle of our faith. And I, I think it's one place where the Jewish nation really fell. They got so legalistic. Um, even though there's nuggets all through the Old Testament of the grace that God gives us um, and and that he talks about specifically in chapter four with both how Abraham was not saved by works, but by faith. And that David even said, blessed is the one who forgives my sins. Um, there were hints back there, but they got such to such a point of being such a legalistic society. Um, and oh, man, that's really easy for us to do today as well. Um, it's really easy to go, well, I've checked all the boxes. I go to church every Sunday and I was baptized when I was younger and I do a devotional every single day. So therefore, I'm a good Christian. And I, I think we have to be really careful mm-hmm. because the Lord, Jesus asked the, the, the young man, why you call me good? No one is good. And he meant us. He didn't mean himself. Um, so I think we have to be really careful to, to remember that the whole purpose of the first couple chapters was proving to us that none of us is worthy. But then four and five bring in that, but, but God. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think mm-hmm. that that's such a beautiful picture. Um, and it's such an important piece of our faith. Amazing. I love that. And they have been just, those two chapters have just been awesome. So mm-hmm. I just love them. Um, so we've been in this kind of also scripture memorization, which is like brought out so much things in my childhood, but also growing up <laughs> music. I mean, like scriptures come out to me through songs. So I'm like every week, Oh, I know a song about that. I remember that. So I have loved it. Cause I'm like, Oh, I can sing the song to this or whatever. But so our memory verse for Romans chapter four was verse 25. He was delivered over to death for our sins and was raised to life for our justification. Monica, what, what does that verse mean to you? And why do you think it's so important? I think the, the older I get, the more I realize that there's nothing I could have done. Like there, there isn't a way that I could be good enough. There isn't a way I could earn it. Um, I really like, I personally, I like rules. I'm a good rule follower. Um, I, I, I'm a, the youngest child. So I was the one who watched my sister mess it up and went, Oh, that looks bad. I'm not trying that. Um, so I've always been very comfortable. If you give me a set of rules, I'm like score, I've got this. Um, and I think that's why the, the whole focus on grace over legalism is so, Um, near and dear to my heart, because I think I was really good at following rules. And I think if I had been a part of the Jewish culture, I would have been like, no, I'm a, I'm a really good Jew. Like I'm really good at this. Um, but again, it's his death that brought our justification. It's all about his death. And because there isn't a single one of us that can last through this life or even probably very long without sinning. There's, there is a root of sin in each of our hearts that he has to dig out. And the beauty is that he cared enough to do it. Um, Mm -hmm. and then he didn't just stay dead. He just, he didn't just forgive us. Okay. You're forgiven. It's covered, whatever. He said, okay, now we're going to take it a step further because your justification puts you right with God. And now we can start on the other big word with the ION at the end, the sanctification, which is the daily walk with Christ that makes us more like him. So I get excited about that verse um, just because I feel like that that death, we need to take it to heart. But, oh, praise the Lord. I, it just brings me joy when I think about the grace that he's offered us. Yeah. And we 
you know, it's been interesting because in, in the book of Romans, Paul really, I mean, it starts off kind of depressing. Yeah. Like he's reminding it's us really yeah. depressing about our depravity yeah. and our it's, sin. It's really hard to take a close look at yourself sometimes. <laughs> exactly. But um, I think it, it's so important because in order to truly appreciate and understand the grace, you have to understand you do the the first piece, which is that we all fall short. So, um, no, that, that is great. Um, and our memory verse for chapter five is Romans five, eight, and it kind of goes along with, um, what we were just talking about, but it says, but God demonstrates his own love for us in this while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. How have you seen this verse play out in your own life? Um, I don't know that any of us really have a complete grasp of the kind of love it would require to not just lay down your life for someone you know really well, but people who haven't even been born yet and the ability to see over time and already love those individuals coming is amazing. The only piece of my life that I have any practical moments. I, I remember when um, I got induced to have my daughter. <laughs> um, she had her own plan. It took like two days because she wasn't ready. Um, and if you've met my daughter, it makes total sense. Total sense. She, yep. has, she has a plan and that's the plan she wants to stick <laughs> we with. We love you, Nora. We do. <laughs> She's amazing. But I, I remember just this one moment in the middle of the whole process. And I'm sure it was hormonally driven. Our bodies are fearfully and wonderfully made to do what they do. Um, and I just had this immediate sense and peace and thought come over me. I don't care if I live. I'm really okay with it as long as she's okay. Mm -hmm. And it really took me back and it surprised me because it was like, whoa, that was a scary thought. And, but I was completely at peace with it. And I, I'm sure that there's, there's, it's a mom hormonal thing that just happens when you have babies, you're going to protect them no matter what. Mm -hmm. And if that's just a piece of what he felt for me when he was on the cross, I, wow, that's, that blows my mind that he would walk willingly, intentionally, and walk out his love for us in a way that pff, I, I don't think any of us can completely and wholly grasp. Right. It's a beautiful picture. And to even think that, you know, he was living his life knowing what was going to happen, mm -hmm. like just the sacrifice and he even and the love. wished that the cup would be passed. He wished he didn't have to do it, which I, that's such a human emotion that makes me go, okay, you really do. You get you get us. You didn't just come to earth and have this like, ha ha, I'm above all of this. You felt human feelings. Yeah. And that feeling of, I wish I didn't have to do this. I know I do, but I wish I didn't have to. I, but, and he still, he still did it anyways. And when the soldiers came, he said, who are you looking for? <laughs> he didn't hide. He didn't run. He knew exactly what he was walking himself into. Yeah. It's um, unbelievable. Absolutely. Um, Monica, as we get ready to wrap up here, do you have any other thoughts or favorite verses about Romans that you would like to share? I think I really love um, the first section in Roman five, Romans 5. It's, you know, it's titled Peace and Hope. Um, 
And something I think I've always struggled with in my walk, I have a tendency. No, I don't have a tendency. I am. I'm a glass half full kind of gal. I'm going to just be honest. (laughs) I don't know if I was born that way, but I know that that's just kind of where I landed as an adult. And I'm a pretty happy-go-lucky person. Most people would say that about me. I would agree. Um, However, I just kind of don't expect things to work out. (laughs) And then they do, and I'm like, well, that's nice. Um, And I know that this probably goes against everything everything that Jeff Simmons is as a person because his positivity and my mother's the same way is just unbelievable. Um, and so I think I really struggled for a long time, especially when I was younger. Um, I struggled with depression a little bit and I really struggled with the whole verse of that. We are, we glory in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance, character and character hope. Um, and hope doesn't put us to shame because God's love has been poured out in our hearts, through the Holy Spirit who has uh, been given to us. I think I looked at that as like the big giant stack of dishes in your dishwasher. You're like, okay, I love that. <laughs> I know I can do this. I don't really want to going to be fine. I'm going to make it through. It's just dishes. Um, nothing bad, really terrible is going to happen. You know, I, I think about that in our faith, like I'm going to make it through my, my heavenly reward is secure. Jesus is always with me. It may really stink between now and then we'll see. Um, I really, <laughs> I, I, this is kind of like my personal view. I just kind of expected, oh, well, suffering is probably coming tomorrow. Um, or, you know, I don't know. And I think in the last couple of years, God's been like, okay, but do you remember the part about like joy and hope? <laughs> um, and do you remember the part about living abundantly? I, I wasn't just talking about heaven. Um, and I think, um, I have a slightly different view. I don't know that I can be as positive as Jeff Simmons. <laughs> I don't um, know that anyone could be got that it. positive. He's, he may have cornered the market. Um, <laughs> I would totally agree. <laughs> uh, he may have cornered the market, but I will say that, um, I think I really missed out on, on times in my life where I was just expecting the worst at all times. And there have been so many moments where I was expecting this to be really hard. And there have been such blessings and such joy on the other side of the door that I was really not wanting to open. Um, and so I hope uh, I get excited about the hope portion. Yes. Um, and I, I think... We can't look at the suffering verses with um, the drudgery. I think maybe I viewed them as as at one point of, okay, well, let's just, you know, kind of slog through the mud and get to the other side. And then heaven, heaven will be great because I think that he, he gives us pockets and seasons of blessing and that remind us for in those difficult, challenging seasons, we can have hope because we've seen what he's done. And so I wish I could go back and tell my young self, hey, hey, hope is okay. Have hope. Right. Have hope because it's going to help you make it through a whole lot farther than if you're just only hoping for Christ's word, reward in heaven. There's a whole lot more good stuff before then. Absolutely. Um, and expect and hope for that as well. Mm-hmm. And um, Hebrews 619 tells us that we have that hope as an anchor for our soul, firm and secure. And so that is, it's so important to remember. And I also read Romans 5, I think it's verse 1. It's right at the beginning of chapter 5 about peace and hope. And that Mm -hmm. jumped out for me as well as um, it just, you, you read that and it just instantly sort of lifts your spirits and 
it's, it's a it's good the reminder. lift you've been waiting for for yes. about four chapters absolutely uh. <laughs> absolutely <laughs> well monica you have such a sweetheart and such a great demeanor and such an encourager so what would you say what's a lasting thought or something for people who might be listening today um, kind of your reflections of the series we're in or just reflection on what you just said about the, just having the peace and hope in Christ? Um, I would say to folks, um, and, and this kind of goes down to the 15th verse. It, it, it talks about the gift is not like the transgresses, trespasses. Um, mm. I, I take hope in the grace and watch it act in your daily life. Don't just wait for it to come later. Um, man, I, I think I get excited about the fact that it's done and it's finished. And now my job is just to trust and obey. There is, um, a guy in our Sunday school class who was at the Belmont Heights campus with me and, um, his favorite him is trust and obey for there's no other way to be happy, happy in, in Jesus, Jesus but, to trust but to trust and obey. obey. I love that. You know, I learned to sing alto on that hymn. So that's a favorite <laughs> song of mine. So I love it. Trust and obey. That's amazing. Trust and obey. Yes. And and I think that not because it's drudgery, not because, okay, get ready for the suffering. It's coming because you have to have care, character and you need perseverance. Obviously, you know, it isn't the Lord looking down and being like, oh, you again, <laughs> you really need some work. Let me, let me throw some suffering your way. That isn't, that isn't the purpose right. at all. Um, trust and obey should bring our happiness and our joy and what Christ has done for us and what is already finished um, and the fact that he's going to meet us in our daily life. What a great note to end on, I think. Um, Monica, thank you so much for being here today. And Jennifer, thank you for hosting with me. Yay, it's been fun. I loved it. Thank you so much. <laughs> this has been a great day. Absolutely. Ladies, thank you for listening to our As You Go summer series on the Book of Romans. If you are interested in learning more about Rolling Hills, download our Rolling Hills app, follow us on social media, or visit our website at rollinghills.church. As You Go podcast is a part of the Rolling Hills Podcast Network, available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. Thanks for tuning in.